You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I vomited last night. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I literally vomited. I threw up. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Let's uh, let's dive deep into this Nebraska-Michigan game here before we get to weekend picks with Austin and Strick on a Friday. Friday. So here's the deal with this, uh, with this Nebraska-Michigan game. I think at times, right, mm-hmm. we look at Heinrich Harburg and we look at Jeff Sims, and one thing that maybe Nebraska is going to be able to do successfully is, is run with the quarterback. Now, if Michigan takes that away, we'll see, I guess, how Nebraska responds. I think there's a lot of curiosities going into this game to where it's how much do we see Anthony Grant in comparison to Emmett Johnson, right? Going into last Saturday's game against Louisiana Tech, we expected to see Emmett Johnson maybe a little bit more than just two carries. Mm-hmm. And then now we find out that Joshua Fleeks has moved over to running back. And if I had to go out onto a limb, and I will right now, go ahead. Josh Fleeks probably isn't going to get a whole lot of snaps at running back this weekend. No, he was. Uh, remember when he came in? It was people were wondering what he was. He was a wide receiver running back combo at Baylor. You know, you look up at the stats. He didn't get a lot of carries. It was mostly wide receiver. But they they had him. He was a wide receiver running back at, at Baylor. So it's not like he's going to be. You know, foreign. It's like this is going to be foreign to him, and he's going to have to relearn everything. He knows, for the most part, what he's going to be doing. I think to me, that's a very, not very concerning, but it's a pretty concerning thought that you have to take one of your receiver in a room that's already struggling for production. Yeah, I mean, a guy that only has one catch on the season, I believe, um, but you're taking him out of that room to put him in a separate room when you have, you know, somebody who. You can trust for the most part was your leading rusher the year before dealing with some fumble issues during the offseason. But um, you have that guy in the room and then you have a redshirt freshman who's a year into the program and then a true freshman. I understand that you're very young at that position, but with the guy leading the charge, you feel pretty good about that. And then you're taking a former wide receiver and sticking him in that running back room. I, I think there's a little bit of cause for concern there. But something that you said that I, I am very concerned about is the quarterback run game against this Michigan team because... Mm-hmm. Unlike the other teams that Nebraska's faced so far, Michigan has a very fast and strong defense. So those runs yeah. to the outside that Harburg and Sims were feasting on against Colorado and Northern Illinois and uh, and Louisiana Tech, they'll still be there, but they won't be there to the extent that they were against those teams well, because this team is much faster and much stronger than the teams that you faced before. And I mean, that's, that's what happens when you're going up against the number two team in the nation, but... The quarterback run game is not going to be as successful as it was against those other teams. You're going to have to go to a more traditional run game, and you're going to have to figure out a way to run it between the tackles and maybe not out physical, but just find a way to move these guys around. I think the way Nebraska wins this game is through the quarterback run. Though. Well, that's the only way. And, and and it doesn't have to be as successful maybe as it was in in recent weeks there's been a lot of defensive breakdowns from the opponent that have allowed Nebraska to to break some big runs off especially in the form of a quarterback run um I, I think Nebraska's got to figure out a way here to somewhat just and I say this control the line of scrimmage figure out a way to get Nebraska or excuse me to get 
Michigan keep them honest, I guess. And I guess the way you do that is to mix the the quarterback run and the traditional run game all together. Once again, Nebraska might have a tough time moving the ball tomorrow. And, and that's maybe more of an indictment on Nebraska's offense. And I say that because if Nebraska struggles to move the ball tomorrow, it's not going to be much different from than from what we've seen through the first four games of the year. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, this Michigan defense is certainly going to be the best one that they've seen up until this point here in week five. Their Michigan's defense, by the way, forcing a punt, a turnover or a turnover on downs on 88% of their defensive drives. And that's through 41 drives this season against FBS opponents. That's ridiculous. Once again, I'll say that again. Michigan is on through 41 drives on defense against FBS opponents is forcing a punt a turnover or a turnover on downs on 88% of their defensive drives. This is a defense with that's gone up against pretty bad offenses and that maybe rank a little lower than Nebraska's or mm-hmm. in the same vicinity as Nebraska's and haven't allowed more than 10 points in a single game. Even with the teams and offenses that they've faced, that's still amazing because you got to think about it. Every once in a while, like there's there's breakdowns. Like it's going to happen. No matter how good you are, you're gonna have a breakdown from time to time. They've gone four games without a breakdown. Like well, they have they have been fantastic to start this season, regardless of the teams that they've been facing. The way that their defense has been able to step up to the challenge mm-hmm. and as we say, as we say all the time with Nebraska, take care of business, do what you have to do against lesser opponents. That's exactly what Michigan's been doing, at least on the defensive end. And it hasn't necessarily looked perfect on, on the Michigan side of things, but I would also, same same thought process can be applied to this week's game if Nebraska wants to give themselves a chance to compete. And it's you can't compound mistakes. Like Nebraska, whether it's on defense or offense, specifically speaking, let's look at defense here. You can't compound missed tackles, whether it's on a play or whether it's in a, sequ- a sequence of plays. Mm-hmm. Because... Michigan has the best athletes that Nebraska will have seen up until this point, and their open field tackling has been good, but it kind of stayed stagnant last week. It didn't necessarily take a step forward. I think you always want to see groups and and certain areas within a within a game continue to take steps forward. And maybe Nebraska's tackling and space didn't these last two weeks against these lesser opponents of Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. And so I think. When you look at tomorrow's game, not compounding mistakes is going to be crucial. We've talked about it throughout this entirety of the week. Nebraska's going to have to play above any level of their game that we've seen up until this point of the season if they want to beat Michigan on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so that includes the urgency on the offensive line. That includes getting to the quarterback from the defensive line consistently Mm -hmm. against a, a much better offensive line than what you played against like a Colorado or even a Minnesota, excuse me. And so tomorrow's not a day where they'll probably have eight sacks like they did against the Buffaloes, but this is one where you can get to J.J. McCarthy you can't and, and have, force him to be uncomfortable. You can't have a Louisiana Tech performance from your defensive line. Where you don't have a, a single where you sack. you have no sacks. Yeah. You, need, you were putting pressure on him, and the pressure's fine and good, fine and dandy. We all enjoy, you know, some defensive pressure. But you need to to hit him. You need to bring him down while he's holding the ball. You need to get some sacks and force them to play behind schedule, behind yeah. the line of scrimmage. Because if they're if Michigan's rolling, mm-hmm. even if they're not, you know, getting chunk plays, if they're just moving steadily down the field, you're in trouble. 
Yeah, I think, once again, just the, the compounding mistakes, Nebraska's got to figure out a way to avoid those tomorrow because um, they they need to... They need every bit of luck. And this is not me trying to be a Debbie Downer or be a negative Nancy. Like they, they need balls to bounce their way mm-hmm. tomorrow. They need they need to be on the right side of the lucky coin uh tomorrow when it flips. And and things like I mean, it's not gonna take just one lucky break for Nebraska. Nebraska's gonna need lucky plays, or I should say just breaks to yeah. compound and collectively push Nebraska over the finish line tomorrow. It's and that that's old, and that's just Nebraska being, I guess, in year one of a program. It's that old saying, it's better to be lucky than good sometimes. And that's what Nebraska's going to need against Michigan because this team is, look, as you just said, it's it's year one. It's year one with rules, year one with a lot of these players, all these players all together. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than it is to be good because Michigan is is going to be better than you. Like, that's just... The, the, the fact of it is they're going to be ready, better than you because they have these coaches who have been coaching this team for a longer period of time. These guys have been in this system for a longer period of time. They've had time to build up their program and do what Nebraska is trying to do and get something centered and, and, and everybody's on the same level. So what Nebraska is going to need to do is, as Nick said, is get on the right side of the lucky coin. Get, get on the right side of the lucky coin flip and just what I, I think I said this as a couple of days ago, you're going to need to take some chances. You can't just sit back and and you know play that same kind of defense that you've been playing through these first four games. You're going to have to jump route. They may break a big one, but that's going to be the chance that you're going to have to take because you're going to need to force yeah. some turnovers and maybe not score on the defensive side, but again, just force some turnovers. Get an interception. Get get J.J. McCarthy, you know, give him some happy feet. Speed up the clock so that you can take advantage of that in the secondary. And again, jump around. Punch at the ball. When it, some Those open field tackles. If you've got two guys holding a dude up, third guy, come in, start punching the ball. Try and rip the ball out. Again, it might result in some broken tackles and some, some longer runs, some longer um, catches, and maybe even a touchdown or two. But those are the chances that you're going to have to take against a team that, on paper, is just that much better than you. Yeah, I, I think Nebraska uh, tomorrow they, they got to win the turnover battle, and and whether that's a one to zero turnover battle win, whether that's a two to one, it, it doesn't matter. They got to figure out a way to uh, come out of this one in the plus in the turnover margin. I, I think tomorrow, if they want to want a chance to to win this game. All right, let's go ahead. We're running up against the clock. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll bring in the guys from On the Block, Austin and Strick, to uh, give the weekend picks. Just a reminder, as uh, we we went over it on Monday. Uh, season records to this point. I am 34 and 19. I went five and six last week. Rico 21 and 29 after he went five and five last weekend. Austin is above 500 at 27 and 24 after the best weekend out of all of us at seven and four. And Strick after his uh, first week of picking last week, he is four and seven on the season. So we'll, we got some good ones here, both uh, college football and NFL. No financial advice comes out of this one though. None. We can guarantee you that. And uh, these are just coming from ESPN, so no, no real sports book or anything like that. So no financial advice on this next segment, but we'll we'll play the music and we'll have a little bit of fun with it uh, between the four of us. And you guys can send us your picks as well. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman Text Line. We'll wrap up Friday's show coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.